welcome back to the Scruggs Show. I am your host, Attorney Natasha Scruggs, and I'm here with my guy, Justin. What's up? At Let It Fly Media. Hit up them if you have a podcast or any actually media idea that you need to get done. So how was your uh, week so far, Justin? Uh, it's been pretty good. I went on my first shoot ever since like COVID shut everything <laughs> down. Um, we're starting to get back into things. The team's back from PGA now. That so, was so yeah. dope to see y'all. Yeah. Like, if you guys don't know, Let It Fly uh, was hired to cover the PGA Championship. championships. Yeah. And, I mean, I I wouldn't have been able to even see all of those shots. Like, I saw, like, all these behind-the-scenes shots because I follow them. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so dope. Yeah, I didn't personally get to go, but the team did. And now they're all back in the office. So it was kind of lonely without them, but no, it's, <laughs> it's good to have everyone back. That's great. <laughs> yeah, my week's been pretty packed. Um just been working on a lot of different stuff. Uh, I'm really focusing on, I'm trying to get my resume and my cover letter together because ultimately I want to, even though there's not like a job offering out right now, I feel like there's going to be a job coming up in the chief's legal department and that's what I have my sights set on. Gotcha. So I'm just like focused on that. <laughs> but I think you mentioned this a little earlier, you are turning what soon? 30. You're turning 30 <laughs> soon. <laughs> So I think you said this is going to be a little bit different, like a t different type of episode. Yeah, because people have been asking me little stuff. And I don't know, when I was in like middle school, people started calling me like Tasha Mama. And it's like, I'm like the oldest out of my friends. And I'm turning 30 in November, and then all of them are going to turn 30. And so we've basically been talking about what are we going to do to start the decade off? Like what what goals are we going to set for our 30s? Because well, Before we do your 30s, let's, let's talk about like, what what you've done to get to where you are now. Yeah. So maybe talk like goals when you were a kid and, and uh, like more into your 20s. What yeah. about that first? When I was a kid, I, I said I wanted to be a lawyer. I said I just knew what my 20s was going to look like like from every aspect <laughs> like I literally pictured it and I used to watch movies like Boomerang or Legally Blind or just anything I just saw I saw it on TV I saw it on the movies and I was like that's gonna be my 20s and I literally created that like I remember I said um, I'm gonna be done with school by 25 which I was I was I had my law degree at 25 um, I just knew it was like going to be me and my friends. We we're going to be taking vacations. Um, I just imagine like going shopping. You know, when you're a kid, you're thinking about like basic stuff. I'm like, I'm going to be, I'll be able to shop whenever I want. I'll get my hair done whenever I want, my nails done, my makeup done. Just the lifestyle of a 20 something. I was like, that's going to be it. And then I remember when I graduated and I was 25, SZA came out and SZA is actually. Um, she's a great artist, and she she's born in St. Louis, and her birthday is like two weeks before mine, the same year. And she came out with this song called Twenty Somethings, and she was talking about it from like our standpoint. And it's like the twenty somethings kind of get a bad rap, but if you look at kind of like the example that we had, and then you look at like the country that we have to grow up in, I think the twenty somethings are doing pretty good. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of in the middle of it. Uh, yeah. So I, f I feel like as myself, I still feel like a kid. I haven't hit that, like, you know, bought a house, grown up, settled down my roots yet. So, I, f I mean, for what it's worth, I feel like I'm doing all right. But, yeah, I guess we'll see it in a couple of years. See, me, I never saw myself buying a house in my 20s. 
That's the crazy part. I, I know my know. grandparents did. My yeah, mom exactly. did. That, that, I feel like that's such an old ideal. But like nowadays, <laughs> I mean, you hold off on that for quite a while now. Yeah. Like a lot of us, we have like we're excited to just have our apartment. Like we don't really I feel like we're a little bit like our generation, the 20 somethings are like we like to have like an exit strategy. We want to see where, like, where the door is. So at least feels comfortable to us. Sometimes when we're in a job. We don't like you know how our older generations were like you stay in a job for like 40 years and you get your 401k or your None of us are really doing that. We're like, we want to get out the office. We want to be online. So we're just a different type of generation. Yeah, I totally feel that. <laughs> so I feel like we had these rules, my friends, when, when I was about to turn 20 and I was in college. We were like, okay, we, we call them diva rules. <laughs> it's mm. like, don't do this, don't mm. do this, don't do that. And I was kind of strict with it. But now I'm a little... I'm getting older and I'm saying in my 30s, not saying like when I turn 30, but these are my goals that I have. So I have them written down. So I'm just going to go through each one of them. Okay, so number one, investments and savings. So I don't know about you, but I was kind of scared to come into like the day trading side or like the stocks or anything like that. Like, I've just been focused on just my one career and, like, making money that way. But now I feel like in my 30s, I want to really get into investments and making my money grow like that. Yeah, uh, I think that's a huge thing, especially for, um, like, people our age who understand it exists. Like, when you say 401K, it's it's not like people don't know what a 401K is, but they don't know how – they don't have the resources or they don't have the – the knowledge of like, well, where do I even start? It just sounds so big and scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it does, uh, yeah, doesn't like, it? Like, oh, go start your own four hundred one k or start start a Roth IRA. You're like, I, I know some of those words. Like, <laughs> like, where are the resources to to do that? But, exactly. Yeah, I definitely think starting earlier is way better than um, than late. You know? Yeah, and then the four hundred one k is like a long term investment, and then you have like, I just recently found out about day trading, which is where you 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 it's not long term it's like you put you're moving money in and out in one day and it like closes out at 3 p.m. and then the next day it wakes up so it's kind of like the people that are on the the stock exchange every day you don't have to like look at your computer all day or look at your phone all day but you do need to be like on your phone like right when it's about to um close out for the day so i've been looking into that um there's a lot of different programs one thing i saw was uh invest with i think tracy is her name um, basically it's this woman who she, she worked in education and then she started day trade. Well, first of all, during her senior year in, in high school, um, her, her school went to the Chicago stock exchange for a, um, field trip and I've never been, and I, now I want to go and see, cause she said when she saw it, it was like, Oh my God, like you see so many people walking around and you see the numbers and it's kind of exciting. And for some reason that like fired her up, but she didn't know, and she told her mom, she was like, Mom, we should invest in Google. And this is, like, before Google, like, Google was about to go public <laughs> when yeah. she said this. And her mom was like, what? How do we even do that? Like, they didn't even know how to start the process. Yeah. And so now she teaches people, because because they didn't know, she just said, okay, forget it. I'm going to go to school for education, which she did that year. And then she spent, like, 10 or 15 years in education. And then she used day trading while she was in education. She was, like, a vice principal to get out of that and then she now she does it full time and teaches it. And so it's it's super interesting to me and I'm like, 
what if I would have, what if this was on my list for my 20s? Like, I could have been doing this yeah. for a long time. I mean, yeah. what do you think? Um, so my perception of day trading is like, you can't just do it with like very small amounts of money. Mm -hmm. uh, most accounts when you when you day trade have to have like, I think a certain, like let's say ballpark threshold is like 10,000. You need to be trade day trading like 10,000 or have that much in your account Ooh, to yeah. be doing that stuff. And so- I heard about that. I heard that you need like 10,000 if you're gonna move in and out, in and out in yeah. the same day. Um, but I think that you can start with a few thousand if you're not going to do it like all day in and out. But I don't know. I'm still learning. Yeah. I'm totally. Uh, so I, I do stuff on like, I do small trades on Robinhood. Oh, that's um, cool. And there's, there's ways to day trade with Robinhood, but typically, um, there's, there's apps that are faster and like more, I guess, real time mm -hmm. than, than other apps. And mm -hmm. so when you are day trading, it's like you're moving a large amount of money and hoping that something rises maybe couple cents a dollar but when you are putting ten thousand dollars into a five dollar stock that changes to 502 right like, it may only be two cents but in the moment it's like well you're trading ten thousand dollars of that five dollar stock so yeah. it's a lot of money that's being moved really quickly really quick which yeah. is why um a lot of day traders like you have to be on it and the the level of knowledge of like well why is this stock gonna rise in this moment mm -hmm. to get in and out and make those decisions i think is like super interesting and yeah. kind of over my head at this point yeah it's like i guess it's like you you can look at a chart and you can like predict but you do have to be on you need to see what's going on pretty much every day if you're gonna yeah. do that i heard of ameritrade too so robin hood ameritrade um a lot of different apps like that you can do it on that level it's like different levels to it mm -hmm. um Hopefully by the end of my 30s, I'll have mastered a system where I can do it even when I'm on vacation or something mm. like that. And investments is big. Another thing is, um, I mean, um, not investments is what I'm going to talk about now. So investing in real estate, we talked about that when, you know, my friend was here because she's she's studying to get her real estate license. And that's something that. I think a lot of millennials, just like you just said, we were we weren't we we haven't bought property and different things like that. Um, one thing I'm realizing is I don't have to live in the property. Um, I could buy I could buy a property for like a hundred k. I could either do seller finance where you just pay direct to the seller, or I could try to get a um, a bank loan for that, and I could use it as a as income. It's not going to be like a million dollar income, but say if I you know rent it out for a thousand dollars and my my mortgage is five hundred dollars, you know that's just another uh, source of income. So I feel like that's one thing if you do if you do real estate like that. There's a lot of other ways you can get into real estate investments, um, and I feel like real estate investments trading. <clears throat> I'm sorry. You good. Stocks, um, doing things like that, plus saving your money. I feel like that needs to be a, like a top thing for your to-do list for your 30s. <clears throat> I think just in general, like the idea of putting money away and then you don't see it for the next 50 years is kind of like, it's, it's hard to grasp for a lot of people. But when you think about it very like intuitively, that money that you're putting away grows and it's free like if a company matches your 401k um like let's say you put just arbitrarily mm -hmm. if i put two thousand dollars and your company also matches that up to like let's say five thousand right. dollars so up until five thousand dollars that is five thousand dollars that my company will match 
that also grows for the next 50 years. So it's quite literally free money that, that a <laughs> right. lot of people just like don't take advantage of. And, yeah. and I think like having knowledgeable resources and knowledgeable like people that are, you know, saying like, hey, this is something that everyone young, old, if you haven't done it yet, like you should get on it. Right. Yeah. <coughs> I don't know what's wrong. Sorry. I'm like having an <laughs> issue. Like, what is going on? Okay. Yes, I totally agree that this is money that we could be taking advantage of now. And I feel like in my 20s, in my teens, whatever, I was like living for the now. And now when I turn 30, I'm going to be living for the future, legacy, different things like that. Even if something happens to you, that money is going to go to your heirs as well. Um, I see a lot of people doing GoFundMes when people pass away. And if you had a estate plan, which that stuff goes into your estate plan, then you wouldn't need that because all of that stuff would be taken care of. It's not just, I think a lot of people think uh, life insurance. It's not, life insurance is one thing. This is, stu this is just your money. This is just your assets that you'll have that you'll be able to pass down and it'll be transferable, you know, to people who care about you. And like I said, like you said, even if it's not right now, even if it's 30 years, 40 years down the line, that feels so much better. Plus, say if you do, say if you start investing heavy on stocks or, you know, and this is another thing. A lot of times we can come up, we come up on money. Like something will happen. We'll sell something online or we'll get a raise or we'll get something. Something will happen where you'll come up on a little bit of extra money. And instead of spending it on things that, you know, may not bring a return, you can look to spending it on other things. And I feel like it's been so many influxes of cash that, it, that I can think of in college. And like one big thing that I did in college <laughs> that I shouldn't have done, I used to blow my refund checks like, like, <laughs> and I was like, as soon why as you did get I do it, like, Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, why did I do that? Oh, because I was ignorant to what I should do with the money. Yeah. That's crazy. And I think that's true for a lot of people. Like, you, people want that, like, instant gratification. Like, oh, this mm -hmm. is money I didn't have anymore or didn't have before. Now yeah. it feels so nice to go out and spend it and have it <laughs> right in the moment. When if you just, like, if you really think about it, like, long term, putting that away and having that grow over, you know, X amount of years is going to be overall way better for you yeah like all of the stuff that i blew my money on in college i don't even have it anymore <laughs> like like all the shoes and stuff exactly. like what was i doing exactly. like i'm just like it's literally adult brain versus younger brain it's totally different so that's the number one thing what's next what's uh what's number two number two is becoming debt free so this kind of mm. goes hand in hand I remember when I was younger, I was thinking, I don't care about having debt, even though my mom paid off all her college debt, even though college debt was way, you know, cheaper back then. But still, um, I just thought, you know, I just didn't even think about it. Like, I just signed my FAFSA and all of that stuff, and I was like, because that's the only debt that I really have. Like, I don't have, well, actually, I had a surgery in college when I was playing basketball, and I didn't know that I would need to, like, pay some. So I do have, like, random <laughs> debts like that. Like, every 20-something has, like, something. Yeah. And 
I used to be like, I don't care. Like, forget it. Like, I don't have any, I don't have any evictions. Like, I was thinking about the big stuff. Like, I don't have evictions. I don't have, you know, repos and things like that. So I don't care. But now I care about it because I want, I don't want to have any debt because you kind of feel like a slave when you have debt. Cause like you're, you're scared when people are calling you, you get, you get letters coming in the mail and by the end of my thirties, I want to be debt free. Yeah. Uh, I was super fortunate to have my parents pay for college, but That's awesome. I, do, I do know that, um, a lot of people, it's like a lot of money when you, when you look at it, like, mm-hmm. you think about, oh my God, I'm still $18,000 in debt to some agency or the government or whatever. Yeah. And so they, it's like, it feels like an insurmountable hill. And a lot of people are on like payment plans. Like, oh, you've decided with the bank that's financing it, that mm-hmm. you're going to pay this amount for the every month for the next, you know, what, 20 years or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think something that a lot of people don't recognize that you can do is once you graduate, once you start getting working your first job, once you build up a credit score, you can refinance that. Right. And for some people it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like if you've already planned out this is how much I'm going to like this is how long I'm going to pay it off for, this is how much. And if you're comfortable with that, that's fine. But a lot of times like once you get a raise, once you get let's say you graduate college now you have an income or mm-hmm. at, let's say your second job out of college you don't uh, your your income jumps there's a lot of times where it would be smart for those people to be able to say like hey everything that i planned for was right out of college with no job and a bad credit score 5 years down the line i have i've been paying off my credit cards i've mm-hmm. been paying you know my house bills, my rent, my water, electricity, all that goes to boosting your credit score. And so you can go to that financial institution, whether it be a bank or directly to an agency. I don't know, like arbitrarily what 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 you're going through, but mm-hmm. you can refinance that stuff to say like, hey, I'm going to be paying less over the same amount of time because my interest or my my score is better. My yeah. interest rate will be lower on that money that I owe. Yeah. So that's a lot of that's a big thing that I I believe that young adults, especially like around our age, the the twenty five is where you start thinking about like, oh, I should start paying this off. Mm-hmm. That they just don't think about. Yeah, because people are scared to look at it. They're like, <clears throat> I don't want to even, like you said, it's such a you it's, know, big it's, amount. It it's like, like a mountain. what yeah, are you exactly. gonna do? Exactly. But basically, if you start looking into it, and and I know that right now people are talking about free college, and that may happen. Like that could happen, but. I think we should prepare for that not to happen um, and try to figure out how we can get it get it gone. Because if people didn't have, like, student loan debt or other debt, <clears throat> they would be taking home more money that they can invest into doing other things. So I think it's a good idea to focus on that. Like, that's number two. Mm-hmm. Um, let's look at number three. Developing personal, re- I mean, professional relationships. So when I used to say, I hate networking. I don't like networking. Eh. And the reason, I don't know why I used to be like that. I don't know. But I used to, I used to care about the, I guess, personal aspect of it. So like my friends, my sorority sisters, my teammates, like that was the mindset of 20s. And now I don't, I'm not thinking like that no more. Now I'm like, I want to meet as many people as I can make professional relationships and the it's like a it's, it's it's very big because the professional relationships that I have now have helped me get to where I am so they are very very important an example there's a group called um <clears throat> diverse representation 
that is started by a, a black woman attorney. Her name is Jai Thomas. And um, she li- she lives in California and she's an entertainment lawyer. So her goal for this group was to connect lawyers and to connect other people to the lawyers, to entertainment lawyers, to sports lawyers, things like that. <clears throat> because I started, I just signed up for the group online to try to do some networking, which I'll call it professional relationship building. Um, I started going to her events. Like I went to an event in uh, Atlanta. I went to an event in New York. Like I was going everywhere and I didn't care. And like the one that I went to in Atlanta, I met a, a young lady named Latanya who is a PR person and she only represents like sports figures. But when I met her and I told her, I said, I want to be in the sports world. I said, um, I was telling her I wanted to do something totally different than what I'm trying to do now. And she is the one who redirected me based on what my goals were and said, you should probably do something on the team side. And then we connected. And now she's representing me. Like she's like my publicist, like my PR person. And she's helped me connect to so many people. She represents like Maria Taylor, Michael Vick, a lot of different people like that. And that would have, I would have never met her. Also, she's the reason why I went to the Super Bowl last year. Like I literally met every agent that I wanted to meet. I met every, every person in NFL sports, uh, law side, I met them because of her. And before I would have been so shy or I just wouldn't have even tried to reach out to her. So I think professional relationship building is huge. Yeah. Uh, I think there's the two sides, either the people who are really shy or the people who are like, I'm young. I've got a lot of energy. I've got great <laughs> ideas. And so it's almost like a, like a, uh, like I'm too good for, for that. Like, Oh, all these old people, like oh, all these older people, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't need them. I can make it on my own. Yeah. And that is, I think super dangerous just cause like, I like to put myself in a room where I'm not the smartest person. Period. Like you you enter a room, you enter every room thinking like, what can I learn from these people? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times those people are older. I'm not saying like everyone older is, you know, has the best idea or you should take their word as gospel. But <laughs> a lot of the time it's like they have experienced a lot more. They, people around you, you should be looking to not be the smartest person. Why? No. Why would you limit yourself like that? And limit your growth capabilities when you can just connect with everyone else who have already gone through different things than you have. Exactly. And grow yourself way faster than having to go through that stuff yourself. Astronomically faster. And it's like <clears throat> the friend group that you have right now or the people that you're around right now, they are the ones that help you get to where you are right now. But if you're trying to get to the next level, you have to be around other people, just like you said. Um, these people know more than you. They have more experience than you. I feel like when I was in school and I was younger, I just felt like I knew everything and I don't like it. You just don't. Yeah. You're nice. You're sweet. Like you popping, but you, it's a lot of stuff you don't know. And that's why I like about Latanya because for some reason I wanted to listen to her. Like I don't listen to nobody. Like (laughs) I'm like, dang, I'm actually like, like she's changing my mind on stuff. One big thing she was telling me is like, you know, when it's, when when you dealing with corporate, it's not about you. It's about the, the company. And I couldn't wrap my mind around that before. I was just like, what about me? What do I want? And what do I want to get out of it? And that's just like my mindset. And she's like, no, it's not about you. And she was saying like, cause I used to be like, I'm not changing nothing. Like I'm not going to change my hair. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. They gonna have to take me. She's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you're saying you want to come into a company and 
you, you're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to conform. It's nothing wrong with that. And I'm telling you, if anybody else would have told me that, I would have said, get out of here. But when she told me it, it just clicked. Like, she knows what she's talking about. She's done big deals. She's been a part of so many different things. And it's not just her. I've met all of these other people. Like, I met Agent Nicole Lynn. I met Kelly. I just met, like, all of these, like, women. I met an attorney who... She's a consultant for, well, she was a consultant for Blue Bloods. Um, she's, uh, uh, because that's like a legal show. And so they need like attorneys for everything. Like I figured out like all of these attorneys are in these like entertainment spaces for a purpose. And I'm trying to, and I figured out like, okay, this is how I can come into that. I don't have to be a actor. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. But if I wouldn't have listened, I wouldn't be able to do that. And now I feel like it's the best time as as any, because people are focused on diversity and conclusion and inclusion to get into those spaces and to do what I need to do. And I feel like I would have been worried about the wrong stuff as opposed to getting it done, executing. Yeah. There's that fine line of individualism versus conformity. That you, <laughs> that you, you kind of have to walk. And that kind of goes back to the same thing that we just talked about before. A lot of times when you're um, like fresh out of college or anything, like you think you think you're hot, like, but then you get you get knocked down a couple rungs, and so you, you learn to get humbled. Exactly, <laughs> you gonna get humbled. That's, <laughs> that's exactly right. And so you you learn how to okay, I can still be my own individual, but sometimes when it comes to a company or when it comes to something that I have to integrate myself into, it's a little bit more about the conformity exactly. and how you mesh. And not, you know, not make a splash. Yes. And I can't wait to meet more people. Like, now I feel like it's unlimited. Like, anybody who you want to meet or want to connect to, you can. You just need to figure it out. Like, you need to get online or go on Instagram or go on LinkedIn. Whatever you need to do and make these professional connections, these professional relationships. Go to online um, uh, networking events or when corona and stuff is over go to in-person ones, travel and do it. Like, I was just, I literally started doing this in 2019, and it's the best thing ever. Um, was that number three? So we're on yes, number four now? number four is seek spiritual and emotional, like, fulfillment. So um, a lot of us have had, like, all of these issues. People have, like, everybody has, like, childhood trauma, no matter what it is. Then you have, like, you know, adolescent issues that you had when you were in school. Whatever it is, I feel like as an adult, it's time for you to take uh, control over that and stop kind of blaming what happened to you and kind of like taking it to the next level. So if you have blind spots or if you have weak spots that you know, like a lot of people deal with insecurities, but then it's like you don't want to, you don't want to address your insecurities. You just want to cover them up. Like, a lot of women, like myself or my friends, we like to go shopping. Like, say if I feel bad, I'm just going to go shopping. But I'm not going to figure out, like, why do I feel like this, you know? It's a little deeper than that. Yeah. You can't just, like, a lot of us 20-somethings, we'll, we just want to numb it. So we're going to go We're gonna go eat, drink. Some people do drugs. Some people use sex. Some people use whatever the case may be to just numb the feeling. Like, I don't want to feel it shopping, like I said. I think I use food and shopping. <laughs> I really think that those are like, and it's like, that's not even supposed to be advice, but if I know why I do it. Like, I know I know the release I get when I swipe that card. Oh, yeah. What's your advice? <laughs> oh, it's shopping. I can't do it. 
<laughs> it is like that's my needle. <laughs> swiping the credit card. Uh, you gotta figure out like wait, like you know. So I feel like counseling. Everybody, everybody's talking about mental health right now, especially because of COVID. A lot of people were having issues at home because guess what? You don't have any distractions. It's just you. <laughs> so when you're at home by yourself and you think about all of the bad stuff, it's like, okay, now it's time to figure it out. So what I did was uh, I felt I felt like, you know what, because my friends kept telling me this and guys I were dating were telling me this. They're saying, like, you don't trust men or you don't, like, it's something, like, you have some sort of beef with men. I'm like, no, I don't. They're like, well, why do you think that they're all stupid? I'm like, because they are. Like, no, they're not. <laughs> like, stop saying that. So I'm like, okay, let's trace it back. So I, like, went all the way back. And literally, I feel like it stemmed from my dad. So then I, he had been, he basically has been hitting me up. So basically, I talked to my father. My father's been reaching out to me. Um, he, basically, he married my mom when she was 17. They were teenagers. Um... They had my brother already, and then they got married, and they had me. And basically, he just skated. It was like, it's not like a long story. It's just kind of like, it was too much for him to handle, pretty much. Um, so his birthday is like three days before mine, so he's a Sagittarius. So when I got older, I kind of understood a little bit of the initial hesitation. What I didn't understand was how, you know, you can just like stay gone type of thing. And like I said, he's been reaching out. I just been, I haven't been wanting to talk to him. So I told him, I said, well, I mean, if you really want to talk to me, then maybe we should go to counseling. And he was like, yeah, sure. So now we basically set up like father daughter counseling. <laughs> I would have never done this if I wasn't in this mindset of, okay, we need to go to, you know, we need to try something new and we need to get my spiritual and emotional health up. So that's pretty much where I think that a goal to set in your 30s is to get all the childhood traumas, the childhood hurts, all of the issues, insecurities kind of fleshed out so that you can be happy. Yeah, that's something that I think a lot of people have but aren't willing to acknowledge even like super late into their life where, you know, their parent passes away and you're, you know, you're 50, 55 and, well, I never repaired that relationship. But the fact that you're trying to do that earlier than than most i feel like uh is super mature and like i know can, can be sometimes of a sensitive subject but I'm glad you share that yeah yeah so that's four so five developing a foundation for your career so i feel like a lot of people um in their 20s we're kind of just taking whatever's given to us type of thing um and when you when, I feel like a goal to set is to take kind of charge of your career in your 30s. Kind of like how we were picking our picking our majors out in college. We were very particular. We knew what it was. I feel like our confidence went down when we kind of got into the workforce and kind of saw like it's kind of big. You're like a, you know, a small fish in a big pond type of thing. Um, but I feel like everybody should be constantly working on resumes, constantly working on cover letters and trying to just expand your career in whatever ways. Uh, I would say shoot your shot whenever possible. Um, and that's what I plan to do for my thirties. Like everything that I ever wanted to do, I'm going to do it. And I did, I mean, to be fair, I did do that in my 20s, yes. But 30s is going to be the next step up. It's going to be more than, um, it's going to be, like, more confident. You know, it's like, okay, I know what I want to do. And, like, even with corporate, I feel like I had a fear of, like, getting into corporate and I don't anymore. 
because I'm I know I know what I want and I'm confident and I know what I can bring to the table and how I can help a bottom line. Yeah, uh I'm kind of the same way. Um like this is my third ever job that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um just kind of in my life. My third real job outside of, you know, getting paid to wash side dishes and <laughs> get an allowance. Yeah. <laughs> um but I don't think I've ever been a type of person who's kind of scared to say what they want. Um and so for a lot of people, I guess, around my age, you're either you've either, oh, this is what I want to do. And I found it and you're all in or you're still like, well, I've worked. A, I've done a couple things. I'm a couple years out of college, but I still feel like I haven't found that. And I think this is a great time to really see, well, what are the steps you can take to find that? Exactly. Because you can you can keep doing this for the next couple of years and then you're 30, 35 and you're still like, man, I still don't know what I want to do. But to take the time right now when you're very young still, uh, to kind of set yourself up for success. Like you said, building that strong foundation. Because if you go down the line 20 years on something that you're not really set on, you're going to regret everything. Like, well, what if I didn't really like this? What if I mm-hmm. I wish I would have done something else or at least tried it when I was back 25, back 30? Um, yeah, I think it's it's a great time to really set that stable foundation to, yeah. to build your life on. Because I know so many people that literally – just every day they come home, they say they hate their job. They hate. Well, I'm like, what are you doing about it? You can't just speak on it. You have to set up, like you said, set it, set it up. What do you want to do? And, and it may take, a, it may take a minute. That could include going back to school if you have to get. Yeah, I was saying that. Basically, I know a lot of people that tell me all their dreams and goals, and it's like we're not in high school anymore. So, you know. You have to do something to those goals. You have to get. You have to do some sort of activity and action to take it to the next level. You can't just say, "I want to do this," but all of this bad stuff happened to me. Like I couldn't go to school, or I didn't have the money, or I didn't get the job. Like excuses are gone. Excuses are done. I feel like if you really want to have that that. 30s lifestyle because 30 is the new 20 it's basically your 20s but you have more money and you're smarter and you're all of this stuff like I just feel like professionally developing yourself and putting yourself out there shooting your shot on social media in person going I literally told my best friend who's trying to be a realtor I said print out your resumes and go put on some heels, put on a cute outfit, and go to every brokerage and pass it out. Like, nothing's stopping you but yourself. You know, it's just in your head. Um, So that's five. So six is date with patience and purpose. Um, So I used to have, like I said, the diva rules that I had were, like, don't trust these men. Like, it was, like, so... (laughs) It was, like, the rapper's version of dating. (laughs) Like... F these people get money. That's yeah. what that was the thing. Like focus on your money, focus on your bag, focus on your education. Never spend too much time. And it's crazy because my mama basically instilled that in me. And I took it like I told my mama, like, if you tell me something directly, I'm taking it to heart and I'm running with it. So then like last year or early this year, she's asked me, like, so when are you gonna I'm like, wait, you told me to focus. She said, Yeah, yeah that was in school, baby. You're grown. <laughs> <laughs> That was because I didn't want you to have a, I didn't want you to have a kid in high school like me or have a kid in college and mess up. She's like, it's time to move on from that. And I, I feel like I've been honestly, I will say I've, I've been immature in that department. Like some of my friends, they always knew like they wanted a solid relationship. They went to get married. They went to have kids. They went to move in. I used to be like, move in. Dude, it, I was just like. 
<laughs> my mindset. Yeah, you on your you getting your own right now. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like I've been on that. I've been basically in that mindset of not really dating with a purpose. Like I was like, oh okay, I go on a date. Like, and then every time you go on a date with somebody, they're like, so where do you see us going? I'm like, I don't see us going anywhere. Like, it's not about you. It's not nothing against you, but I'm just not. And that's not, you know, that's not yeah. like inspiring to men. They're like, well, what is the then point? Then what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> then, so anything serious, like serious relationships, I kind of like run from it. I like to keep it like super surface level. And they, I feel like guys uh, in college and beyond, they take that personal. Like they think like, oh, she doesn't really like me or, you know, she doesn't really want to be with me. I'm like, wait, it's not that. It's just that. That's just my mindset. My mindset has been focus, focus, focus. You can date, have fun, but I just never wanted to get too deep. Now in my 30s, I am very strategic and um, strategic and purposeful because I want to have a child, but I want to have a child in a loving, harmonious home. I don't want to set my kid up for failure by willy-nilly just having a kid, you know, where they have to go through what I went through. I just don't want that. So, and I think that in your 30s, you should be more strategic. It shouldn't be any oops. It shouldn't be any any of that stuff. It should be all intentional. Yeah, we're kind of the same way, except for I don't get dates and I don't have money. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> or do you ask people out on a date? Oh, I mean, of course. I, well, not now because of Corona. I'm like... <laughs> FaceTime dates. Exactly. You want to look at each other through a screen right now? Right. <laughs> All right, let's move on from this. This is uh, this is too traumatizing for me. Okay. Can we go to the next one? Next one. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving a legacy for the next generation. That's going to be the last one. Um, I'm trying to make sure I did eight. <laughs> Wait. I think that's seven. Okay, that's seven. Okay, seven is really quick. It's just getting your family relationships together. So it's kind of like same thing. I kind of mix those two with the spiritual and emotional. Yeah. So any family issues that you have with your immediate family, mom, because you may have some issues with your mom. You may have some issues with your siblings. You know, I would just say I'm not saying I'm not putting it 100% on you or 100% on me. I'm just saying if you have an issue with your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister, try to get those out the way. Don't be bickering like you were as a teenager or like a 20-year-old when you're in your 30s. I think that's a big goal. So the last goal, here's number eight, is leave a legacy for the next generation. Um, that's kind of like what I've been doing um, the last episodes we were talking about this. Basically, the, the image that you have, everything that you do is going to set your family up. So everything that you accomplish, now you're like putting your family um, on a good path. So like my siblings... They never even questioned going to college. Like, that was just, like, it's kind of like the thing that you do. But if I wasn't doing that and if my brother wasn't doing that, they wouldn't have those sights for themselves. Uh, also, I'm setting, you're setting up your children and your, your nieces and nephews, too. Like, my cousins that are, like, niece and nephew age, but I just don't have a niece and nephew yet, but I call them my nieces and nephews, they all look up to me. They all see me. They all follow me. I mean, kids see everything. And um, they see me doing camps. They saw me at the Super Bowl. Like, they see you doing cool stuff. And they're like, oh, Cousin Tasha, you're so awesome. I'm like, yeah, are you going to do that too? Yeah, I'm going to go to college too, and I'm going to do this too. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like all your actions. Now, I've always done this. 
but I'm turning it up for for uh, my thirties. All your actions are gonna reflect on your family and on the next generation. So I feel like you should be intentional in your actions and your activities. And um, you should do that with the next generation in mind. Um, I I just posted a, a status today, or actually a quote today on my Instagram, and that kind of goes with this too, where I said, after you become your best, you open the door for others to become the best at what they do. You're the one that's going to make a difference in somebody's life. And so you have to kind of have a little more responsibility as opposed to like, YOLO. You know, YOLO was the, was the goals before. Like, you only live once, do what you want. Now it's like, okay, come on, let's be a little more responsible to the culture, to society, to your family, and things like that. So I think that's huge for your 30s. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the times people make that analogy to, like, celebrities. Like, oh, well, celebrities shouldn't act this way because you got so many fans, you have so many impressionable people who watch you. Like, you should be acting in a better light. You should be a role model. But that can apply to literally anyone like, literally I, yeah so like your legacy that you leave on not just your family but like as an attorney like anyone who sees you in a commercial on tv or on your social or as like a media company anyone a single person who sees our product or the stuff that we put out it has a lasting impact huge um and for us to say like oh well it doesn't matter what other people think blah, blah, blah. um like i think that's so irresponsible in a way that like your life is not only yours mm -mm. it's everyone who you live as long as the last person who remembers you dies yes does that make sense yeah that makes and perfect sense. exactly so like your legacy that you that you put out there should be unless you're just you know completely mental and and don't care about that but your legacy should be something that as a community as a person as a human race should be working towards something better yeah and i feel like just like you said it's the last person if you think about people who have legacies like all the the greats in history is because they did it with us in mind you know martin luther king used to talk about us he was talking about the future generation of of what we were going to look like and uh like you said if you it, it, with great power comes great responsibility. If you want to be a nobody, even if you are a nobody, quote unquote, you're still gonna have people looking up to you. But say if you say if you say, oh, I'm I'm nobody. I don't I don't matter. Well, I'm pretty sure you have siblings. I'm pretty sure you have cousins. But if you want to be somebody with power, if you want to be somebody with influence, you're going to have uh, people looking up to you. Like anytime, let it fly. Post anything or anytime Billy or Andrew post anything, I know that they probably have a lot of people in their DMs because I the same thing happens to me. People are looking at them saying, how? Like with Billy. Billy, people kind of look at him funny because he's like, why is he so young? But he's done so many things. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, wait, exactly. Billy was doing... Billy was doing stuff with the Chiefs like four years ago. And he like, they don't know how old he is. They're like, ain't he like 23 or 24? Like, yeah, he's done that. He didn't, it's not like he sought out to be like people looking up to him. But if you're doing big stuff, if you're working for a team and, and then now you get like contracts with the NFL with your company and now, you know, all of you guys are doing all of this, the PGA tour, guess what? People are looking at you guys. But it's like people who don't want to, take that responsibility, want to do the same stuff that Let It Fly is doing or want to do the same stuff that other people are doing, but they don't want that responsibility. You can't mimic, and that's what I, that was my caption yesterday, you're mimicking my actions but not my thought process. Mm.
So you have to understand that if you're going to the next level, which our 30s is supposed to be the next level, I want to help the younger generation now. The younger generation is going to make mistakes, and I want to be there to help them for it. But I have to be responsible and, and focus on that legacy that I'm leaving them. Like, anybody who comes under me is going to be set up way better than I was set up, and that's the point. That's awesome. That's great to hear from someone who's, like, as influential as you are, but also still very young. Like, <laughs> right. Imagine the work that you're going to be putting in when you're 50 or you're 60. When exactly. you can say, like, this is my, not my, you know, five-year professional legacy. This is my 25. This is my five-decade-year legacy. Mm, um, right. So it's, that's super exciting to hear. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's the eight things, eight things that we should be focused on in our 30s uh, next week. Hopefully, uh, I'll get, I'm, I'm trying to get a guest, a special guest. So I'll let you guys know. But uh, like I said, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, The Scrug Show. Also, uh, you can go on Apple, you can go on Spotify or YouTube and follow us and get the full podcast. Have a good day.